Welcome back to Fine Young Millennials. I am Hannah. And I am Jack. AKA, <laughs> I am Jack. <laughs> AKA Steve. Whoa, very loud there. AKA Steve. AKA Steve. This is it. Gonna... I don't have a nickname. I am just Hannah. So. Han the man? Some, sometimes yeah. Han. So, no, that, oh, oh, no. Low belt. No. Um, sometimes Han dog. A hand dog, in, yeah, in I remember, the, the past, remember you having been called that before. Yes, it's what, not uh, uh, an official thing. Did you not have any nicknames at high school? I couldn't, I can't remember any. No, I mean, the days of my, like, well, my most tomboy days <laughs> are behind me. But when I was, like, nine, there were these older teenagers, and we'd all hang out in a park. Um, I'd hang with my friends and then these other teenagers would be there. Someone had a brother in the group yeah. or something. And um, because I was like really into climbing on everything in the park for some reason, they called me Rambo. Rambo? <laughs> they okay. called me Rambo. So that was that was a nickname that I had. My friend Joe only worked out the other day that if they'd uh, been paying attention the entire time they've known me, they could have called me Jez instead of Steve because uh... my initials are J-E-S. See, missed opportunities. And that's it. And I would have preferred Jez because everyone in my family has obviously been called Steve or Steve-O yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Not, yeah. No. And then it just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Steve-O. Too but late it, now, it yeah. always reminds me of Steve-O. Yeah. Because I spend, I still, well, to this day, I just call you Jack a lot of the time. And the first time I heard the guys say Steve-O, and I was like, what, from Jackass? And they're like, no, next door. And I was like, what, Jack? That's why I prefer Steve, like just the Steve bit. The Steve, the Steve. I've started introducing, like, pe- people will know me as Steve, and they won't know that I have a different name. I know. They'll just think that's Steve my Jackson. Name. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, but I've oh, got God. no official nickname. There's not much you can do with my name, to be fair. You could do it with my middle name, but I'm not about to announce that on air, so... Okay. <laughs> uh, if you have any nicknames, do get in touch with us on... <laughs> you send them in. Oh, wait, we don't have anything for them to get in touch with us on, do we? We'll, we'll we do will an do. addendum or an amendment. We'll, there'll be a description, surely. Yeah. Look, It'll be on the website. The, yes. Look on the website. Yeah. Be there somewhere. Yeah, look at the description. Should you people can read. crack on with the first... Yes. Uh, the, the first entry. Yes. Uh, just Wikipedia random one. And, uh, oh boy, have we got a subject here. Oh, great. Etienne Nezabon Nimana. <laughs> Do you want to have a crack at it? <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm getting the feeling that that N might actually be silent. So it might be like Etienne Zabonimana. Zabonimana. Okay. I'm thinking maybe. They, Who? The, I mean, how could you pronounce that N pro- unawkwardly? From uh, formerly a small businessman from uh, Kerwa, Rwanda, who was convicted in Belgium on the 29th of June 2005 for his role in the Rwandan genocide of 1994. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. Wow. Specifically, eyewitnesses uh, argued that he was a leader of the Kibungo Club. Which was, Kabunga. Uh, yeah, which was allegedly planning the genocide in advance. Oh my. But he got away for like 20 years. Well, yeah, but you got to find them and then get them to The Hague. Yeah. And then do the whole trial. I know that it's a massive process, like, but the Nazis to say weren't... that you got two decades oh, out no. of, like... But the Nazis weren't tried until like the late 50s, yeah. mid-50s, something like that. So, yeah, you know. that is true does take a while sometimes. I mean, and then you've got the fact that a lot of them actually just went to go work for other companies anyway. Yeah, they went to go work in America or fled to Argentina or... Yeah, exactly. Or, or on the moon, if you believe that one. <laughs> on the moon! The, the Nazi moon, moon Nazis! Have you ever seen, what is it, Iron Sky? 
Is that what is that what it's called? Yeah, Iron Sky, and they've got the moon base, and then <laughs> it's really ridiculous because you know that old um, film with Charlie Chaplin in it where he's um, like kicking an Earth ball around, yeah. and he's talking about world peace and everything. They use that in their school system in the film, and they're like, "Look, Charlie Chaplin was dressed as Adolf Hitler, but Adolf loved the world." And then they watch the rest of the video and realize that he's being, you know, sarcastic. And they're like, "They're like, what? We've been lied to." And they've like traveled all the way to Earth to like Uh... reclaim it. And they're like, "We're spreading love," and everyone's like, "The Nazis are back." (laughs) It's a really ridiculous film, but it's like, it's really like a. B movie, but it it's like worth that, a watch. What's the one? Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. There's the one where it's like the gimmick is the Nazis have been tracked under the Arctic ice. Is it Dead Snow? Great, that's, that sounds like what it's yeah, called. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, is that it, was also awful. <laughs> is it as awful as it sounds? Yeah. It is awful. Yeah, mainly because if I'm remembering, oh no, I think it's a. No, is it that that? Oh, it's basically if I'm remembering correctly, it's got the tropes of like teenage horror you know they go out to the oh, well, like wood cabin, cabin in the woods and stuff yeah but it's it's funny and then for some reason yeah these nazis just keep rising out of the snow as zombies zombie nazis zombie nazis which and... everyone's obsessed with zombie nazis i, I know like why. yeah i i think it's probably kind of like we don't agree with killing people, but zombies are different. Yeah. And when they're Nazis, it gives Even it that more much so. more satisfaction. So, so I think that's where it comes from. Nazis are like the perfect villain as well. I know, like, yeah. Not like fictional villain, if you were to write one, couldn't get better than the Nazis, exactly. really. Like, I mean, back in the 80s and everything in American films, it was always like the Russians. But if, when you talk about the Russians to me, I, there's not, nothing the gets Russians, triggered. The I'm Russians like, never eh. did anything except to themselves. Yeah. You know, they killed much. hundreds of thousands of people, oh, but yeah, it was yeah. their own citizens. So it's... Yeah, like, I don't, you know, unless you're mentioning Drago from Rocky IV, I'm not really that. And, and even from our perspective as being British, we understand that the Americans committed loads of there's more atrocities in the, oh, yeah. in the Cold War than the Russians did. Well, oh, yeah. no, not well. No, that might be really wrong all to that say. happened is Russians got Coca Cola, <laughs> Pepsi. No, they got Coca Cola. No, they famously didn't have Coca Cola because that was uh, an American product, and Nixon was in charge of the rights for Pepsi, and he sold it to the Soviets on the sly, as far as I understood it. Really? And they didn't because... get Coke until after the Berlin Wall fell. Oh, was it? Because and, like, capitalism. I'd... Well, that's the thing because I know that obviously I is. West Berlin was the more, um, what would you call it? West was the West, ca- cap- uh, capitalist side. Yeah, the capitalist side. side. Yeah, that wasn't what I was going for. But yeah, and East was still the, you know, tight, uptight side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because the, the famous, obviously, um, pictures of massive Coca-Cola signs in West Berlin and everything. Yeah, exactly. I didn't realise it was actually, which is really bad of me because I was an American study student. I just thought it was Coca-Cola. I didn't realise it was Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. As far as I, I was Pepsi. aware, that was the thing because Richard Nixon's law firm owned, like, worked very heavily with PepsiCo mm. and so he used his influence as president to sell Pepsi to the Soviets because they wouldn't have Coke because Coke's the all-American yeah. capitalist drink. He used his presidential duties to do other stuff too. But uh, Oh, yes. Let's not. Going to Watergate. He, he did what we do. We're doing now, recording conversations. It's very true. Did you ever watch... Is is it called Watergate, the film that's got... Um, what's his face in it? Um, he's the dad um, in uh, Meet the Fockers. Oh, um, 
uh, Robert De Niro. No, 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 no. I, I, I oh, I meet the fuckers. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, Along with Barbara uh, Streisand. Don't tell me. I'm gonna get it. It's got a D in it. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? What the, the film Watergate from the 70s? Film. No, yeah. I haven't. No. Really, I thought you of all people would have seen that. Every time, right? For you viewers. Jack is quite a film connoisseur Ooh, and I is into say the that. art. No, well, that's the thing. I always perceived you to be, but every time lately I talk to you about a film, you've never seen it. I don't really watch films as much as I do television. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so you... I, I do what I have seen a lot of films and uh, I've locked a lot of films off my bucket list in this mm. past year. But yeah, for the majority, I don't, I'm not one to sit down and turn on the playstation and pop on netflix and watch a film that's yeah. not my never my first thought my first thought is either a tv show or a game or something like, something like that to be honest those are also my first thoughts but i still somehow have a massive back catalogue of films but i don't know why it is and i'm aware of it which makes it even weirder is that in my head watching a tv show for five hours seemingly is less effort than watching one you know an hour yeah. and a half film yeah. In my head, it's in my head. I'm going. Oh, I don't really have time for a film. But then I'll sit and watch six episodes of a show. Yeah, yeah, that are all forty minutes long yeah. or an hour long. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. It's so backwards, and like I I can easily binge watch that show and not take any breaks. But like a two and a half hour film, I'm like, I need to go get a drink. I need yeah. to pause, and I'm like. It's like a quarter of the time I've spent watching a TV show and for some reason I feel the need that I need to take a break and go do something. Chain off a whole season in a day, staying up till 3am to, yeah. to finish it. But, you know, I can't watch a standard hour and a half film without going, oh, bloody hell, it's going to take an hour and a half to watch that. I know, it's, <laughs> it's completely right and I have no idea why that would seem like a more plausible option at all. Because it's even worse when, when you watch a film, unless there are sequels, that's just the film. You've yeah. got it over and done with. Whereas, obviously, as the saying goes, TV shows can be very Moorish. Yes. So, like, you you get to the end of an episode, you're like, right, this is the last one, and then they do something at the end of the episode, and it's a massive cliffhanger, and you're like, oh, it? well, I can't leave that now. What was the latest show that had that, had that to me just had me absolutely... Gri- Mindhunter. I've oh, not heard that. of it. It's about... Um, set in the 70s. Mm. And it's about a, a, a really... One guy in the FBI who is trying to uh, come up with all the science that we have now in terms of predicting what a serial killer is going to do and finding out and like actually coming up with like serial killers didn't exist before. Okay. They existed, but nobody knew what a serial killer was. Yeah. So it's him coming up with the theories and practices that allow you to try and catch these men. Yeah. And he does that by interviewing convicted serial killers. And it's a show about that. Mm. But it was like every episode it ended and you were like, fuck you, David <laughs> Fincher. <laughs> Gonna make me watch it again. I have no life now. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And I, I think that gets you more than a, obviously a film does. It just And every time it happens, your fascination doubles almost yeah, in the show. Yeah, it's so weird. But then I found you can then be disappointed when you start the next episode and then you realize it's actually a filler episode and they're completely yeah. focusing on some different characters and i'm just like right i've got to get through this 40 minutes to then get to the next 40 minutes where you actually cover what you've just had as a cliffhanger i, I don't mind those episodes sometimes sometimes they ooh, sometimes they add a nice little bit of they can character do, building yeah, yeah. like the one in strange things season two have you seen that mm-hmm. the 11 episode where she goes off and finds her I... sister that's not her sister yeah that, yeah. that to me was definitely not my favourite episode. No, 
I think what they could have done is added that weave that story into a different episode mm. and that would have been better but it was good to have just a whole episode of just 11 and we oh, didn't, it was interesting because didn't, didn't yeah. really care about the other characters and it's just I mean, a bit more character it appealed to the her. musician side of me because um they had the runaways as the soundtrack yeah. you know that when they're robbing the star it's a runaways song and um, back when i was about 15 16 i had this obsession with the runaways but it was because like i i still like their music today but it wasn't yeah. that i absolutely loved their music it was that a film came out around about that time with um kristen stewart and dakota fanning playing yeah um obviously members of the runaways this is an asmr jack you don't have to be Sorry, dropping random objects on um aerosol canisters I never actually looked about what this is called because I just bought the cheapest air freshener <laughs> I could. It's called Cent Centrity? No. Centrity. Cent Sincerity. No, Sincerity. Oh, they could have but Cent Sincerity. Oh, oh so, yeah. I would have called it called it Sensation. What a scent. Yeah, sensation. It's sensation. Mm, yeah. Good. See, they should hire me. So, you know, I'm just great. If but... you're listening, uh Cruelty free and no, that's not them. That wouldn't be <laughs> Aldi. Uh, oh, it's Aldi. Aldi. Nice. Right, <laughs> very nice. Um, yeah. So I like really got into that, and so when I was watching that episode, because I believe like as a, as far as their songs go, like their biggest hit was called Cherry Bomb. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cherry Bomb. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And I was really proud of them because they didn't just use that. They Which used, is good. Yeah, and it was also a song that when I was into them at the time was my favourite song by them. So there was kind of like me at 16, like crawling back out my skin like, ha ah, yay. yay. But then, yeah, as, as far as the episode went, it was it was okay. The guy with the mohawk annoyed me. I was like, you should have just driven off and left him. Those, <laughs> yeah, th- those characters were odd because yep. I think the obviously the scriptwriters... You know, is it the Duffer brothers that write yeah, it, don't yeah. they, as well? I think they knew they were only going to be in it for an episode, or not even the full length, so maybe only 40 minutes. Yeah. So they didn't try and round them off or make them two like three-dimensional people. Yeah. They were just like, ah, oh, crazy anarchist guy with a mohawk. Yeah. That'll do. Yeah, girl who follows the crowd and just has a little bit of attitude. That'll then, do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you've only got that amount of time to play with, I understand why they do I think, it. But, but I think you can, if you put in... An hour's more effort on each character, you yeah. can make them way more rounded people. Yeah, and exactly. Seem, seem like actual human beings. Yeah, like, because it's. It was just such a random thing as well, in terms of, like, if you think about timings of what happens within the show. She gets on yeah. a bus, she goes and visits them, and really, when you look at it, she should have been there a few weeks, but it feels like she was literally there a day, and that everything happens in this one day, essentially, or maybe two days, and then she's back in Hawkins. Yeah. And and that, and that was the other thing that I think irked a lot of people with that, is that you could have taken that episode out of the show completely and mm. it, you wouldn't have even known... Exactly. ...that something... You just thought, oh, Eleven left and now she's back. Yeah, I mean, they do that all the time. Exactly, because, uh, like I say, it's, it's this story arc that really should have taken place over a few weeks, not, like I say, in real life yeah. time, but is in episodic time. But then, obviously, all the... Um, demagogans and everything would have completely probably ransacked hawkins by that point if she'd not come back because obviously she comes back and chucks one through the window and then it's like eleven's here and then obviously it's like oh mike and eleven yay and you know i can't actually lie it did melt my heart i have problems with stranger things but then i think the key with that is to remember that it's basically a 
not a parody, but homage to 80s film. And oh, 80s every, film was, every 80s film. An 80s film was filled with those kind of, not plot holes, but just things that normal people don't do. Yeah. And so you've got to let it have a pass because it's like, well, oh, yeah. that's what it's trying to emulate. It's completely nuts. Like, I love 80s film, but I went through, once again, a, a phase of like just trying to watch every 80s film I could when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I revisited some of them a few months ago. And I still really like them, but they're just like, it inspired a different feeling in me. Like, I was like, that is actually really weird. Like, for instance, 16 Candles. Oh, is that the one uh, where it's the girl's 16th birthday and the famous scene of them both sat on the kitchen counter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, happy birthday. Yeah. Like, I've oh, seen, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I've seen it parodied a lot. Right, yeah. It's a really great film, but if you watch it, lots of things that happen in that film just would not happen. And it's there's, it's like an everyday film. It, yeah. There's nothing sci-fi about it. Nothing, you know, well, apart from it being fictional, nothing yeah. like fictional in terms of storytelling. But yeah, it's completely off the chain. Like, for instance, I know that when you get exchange students, if they're from different cultures, like, there can be culture shock and they'll just go off and do one. But, like, there's this... Chinese uh, exchange student right. and he seems to immediately get this girlfriend who's really into working out and she's like really into him they, they drive a car into a, is, is it a tree like right. pretty much up a tree he ends up in the tree um, and then because the premise of 16 Candles as well is that um, I've forgotten her character's name but M- Molly Ringwald yeah. got, falls to this for this guy called Jake Ryan. Jake Ryan. Jake Ryan. And um, by, by, by the end, they're together. But it's such a random thing. Like It's like he notices her, but he's already got a girlfriend. And then this party takes place that she's not even at, as in Molly Ringwald's yeah. not even at. And then he's just like totally shrugging off his girlfriend like i don't want to see you go away from me and she like i want to be with molly yeah pretty much and like she gets her hair trapped in the door and her, hair, her friends have to cut a massive bit of a bob off and everything like that and meanwhile jake's in the room trying to ring molly and it's just like <laughs> this is so unrealistic like that would not but happen is it that a, quickly is it, a, is it a film for teenagers it definitely is. Yeah, I always find those films with just... With 80s films, I think you can watch them back and still feel the enjoyment. Don't know why, but more modern day films that are for teenagers, I think you watch them back and sometimes, somehow, they become cheesier. I think, the, like, I think the 80s is an odd generation, uh, an odd time period for us. Mm. Because I don't know if you're, you're like me, I sort of feel nostalgic for that decade even though I wasn't alive. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um... So I I feel like that's why they have a sort of we we give them a pass because of our own emotions. Yeah. Whereas when we watch a film from our youth, like I couldn't watch High School Musical now because mm. it'd be like, oh god, please. Oh yeah, please exactly. No. Yeah. And I think it's because it's like you yourself have grown up and you can remember what the embarrassing, the embarrassing shit you did back. Yeah. Back then, you know. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But yeah, it's completely. Nuts in terms of, like I say, story. What's your favorite? So I think that's how strange things get around. Favorite eighties film. Favorite eighties film. Oh, mm. right. C- could you go first because I need a moment. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, just off my top of my head, some of the best ones I could think of. Uh, maybe uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That is a fantastic one. Ghostbusters. Twist and shout. Yeah. Twist and shout. 
Uh, Ghostbusters is a good one. Oh, what, what was it once? Oh, I can't remember what it was now. I was talking to a girl and she made a really obscure Ferris Bueller reference. Oh, really? That I was super surprised that I got. Yeah. And she was even more surprised when the first thing I said to her was, Oh, Ferris Bueller, you're my hero. <laughs> you're my hero. Um, what else have we got 80s film wise uh, it's Blue's Brothers 80s I have a feeling is, that's yeah. 70s what no 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 I think it, I think it probably is 80s but it wouldn't like surprise me if it was like 79 you know you know one of those so, well let's ha- let's have a quick look I'm pretty sure that's 80s but I'm well prepared to eat my words it's my favourite film I really should know it is a fantastic film. Oh, We're on a mission yeah. from 10th God. of October, 1980. So that's why Ha-ha! I thought. No, but that's why I thought, because it's filmed in 79. Then. Yeah, yeah. But so Blues Brothers 80s. is my favourite film of the 80s then. That Yes, absolutely fantastic. Plus, they run over Illinois Nazis. So we're back on the Nazis yes. train. <laughs> it all comes full circle. All full Nazi circle. Um, I really like Heathers. Have you ever watched Heathers? No, um... We studied like what did we study from Heather? Studied like the very opening bit in is it the very opening bit in the garden where they're all yeah and they're about? playing was it cro- is it croquet yeah, oh, yeah we studied that at, at uni and they watched wanted us to watch the rest of it but I just never got around to doing yeah, it yeah it's it's another one which is an example of everything that happens would not happen yeah but it's also very everyday but it's just absolutely fantastic like it's so it's really out there really far fetched but it's. It's Winona Ryder, so we're back on the Winona train because we were talking about Stranger Things. Yeah. But also, um, Christian Slater. Yeah. Which just, I, I hate to say this word because it's so overused these days, but iconic, to be honest. Yeah. Truly, but it's just a ridiculous concept. Like, all this friendship group who are really popular are the Heathers because they're all called Heather, Heather. apart from Winona's character, which I can't, once again, I can't remember what her name is. But it's like they all start a mission to be the Heather. Ah. And so, but like, it's not like, you know, like modern day films, when that happens, it's that, oh, you know, someone cuts off another girl's hair and they kind of have a maybe mental breakdown and then they just don't show up at school or whatever. But really, in life, they're fine, if you know what I mean. Whereas in this, they kill each other off. Like, they genuinely get rid of each other. It's completely nuts. I think one gets poisoned. Um, Oh, right, wow. Like... No, I've heard it's just like a classically great... 80s film it is it is it's super far-fetched but like it is the it, for me it is one of the complete um what am i trying to think i can't ever think of vocabulary um Ooh, god that was uh, it's a milestone in terms of film for the era yes but a massive flop i've uh, noticed in terms of money made Really? It had a, an equivalent budget of $6 million today mm-hmm. and only made at the box office 2.2. 2. Ooh. So, yeah. I think it is one of those that is um, seen as a bit of a cult classic. More of a now, cult, though. yeah. Yeah, more so. Because, I mean, they brought it back as a musical. It's currently on as a musical. Veronica somewhere. Sawyer. That's the one. There we go, and Veronica. Heather Chandler, Heather Duke, and Heather McNamara. Yes. Sounds like a Scottish footballer. <laughs> and here we go, Celtic coming out the one with Heather McNamara. <laughs> oh, what a shot! I mean, maybe they have that voiceover whilst they're playing their croquet. Maybe Scottish croquet, but um. And here we go, Heather McNamara on the ball. 
tapping it slightly. Oh, she's got it through the pins. <laughs> Lovely shot there. Absolutely beautiful. Now, that one, I don't know if it's my favourite, but it's always one that springs to mind when I think of it. E.T.? E.T. is good, yeah. All the Indiana Joneses. Oh, no, right. I was watching this video with Drew Barrymore, uh-huh. and it's one of those videos, I think, is it that Vogue keep doing or whatever? And it's um, a, a, an actor's career, but, like, summed up. Oh, that, so them many... breaking it does GQ yeah. that do it. Oh, yes, yeah, GQ. And for some reason, I, I watched um, Natalie Portman's, and hers was, like, ten minutes long, and she went into, like, all the stories, and Drew yeah. Barrymore's was only, like, five minutes long, and half of it was her talking about her clothing line, which is fine, but I really wanted to hear some her Some people talk are about... better at talking about themselves, aren't they, than, than uh, others? Yeah. And she might have literally gone in with the thinking of, oh, it's just, like, a weird interview, I'll just Maybe. talk about my I mean, she has been around line. for a while, but it's just, like... I'd, I'd not seen E.T. in years, yeah. but she talks about her role in E.T. because it was like pretty much her first role. Yeah. And and she was commending... Um, who directed that? Spielberg. Is it Spielberg? Yeah. She was commending Spiel. Spiel. I like how you Spiel. said it. Spielberg. Spielberg. Um, she was commending him for, you know, treating her just like a normal adult, even though she was a kid. Like, he didn't talk down to anyone, apparently. But it was that part in the film where she's been left alone with E.T. and I completely forgot. And she just goes, I taught him to talk. He can talk now. He he talks now. <laughs> and he's like, it's the repetition in what she says. It's so cute. Like, yeah, he talks. Like a proper child. Yeah, exactly. Because well, cause she was. Yeah, but yeah. she just delivers the line really well. This, I, is I, the, this is the thing with child actors for me. You Especially when, obviously, you know, this isn't on the whole and stuff. And people are different in auditions and mm-hmm. they're on set. But, but on the whole, when you're watching a film, see, they're either good or bad. Yeah. There's no okay child actors. Yeah. They're either Macaulay Culkin or, I don't know. A shitty kid. Yeah, you know. yeah. Think of anything from like Spy it, Kids or something. Sometimes it works. Like no, but sometimes you get like obviously a good kid, like a Macaulay Culkin or a um, J- Haley Joel Osment. Oh yeah, Haley like, Joel Osment. Who are really good actors as children. Yeah. Or you get like the ones that are like, "Mummy, I want to go to bed. I am scared now." Yeah, right. So I I can't remember what I was watching, but I came across something like that. I was watching a film, and it's a fantastic film, like critically acclaimed. But I did notice that, like, they've got these A-list actors who are bringing their A-game in terms of performance. And then, yeah, the, because one kid has a line, it's like, yeah, I really like that. And I'm just and like... it just sort of oh, takes you out of it, doesn't it? Does, it does, yeah. I'm like, out of an entirely well-performing film, who thought, yeah, let's leave that kid in there? I often think that those actors get in because of nepotism. Like, he will be a producer's nephew yeah, or something. it will be. And because it's only one line, they think, ah, it's just one line. Yeah, exactly. But it's true. It completely, like, takes you out of the experience for that one line. And you, you like, have to listen to the other actors talk a little bit more before you get drawn back in. Have you seen the film AI? I have, yes. With Hayley Joel Osment. Yeah. That is one of the best child performances. So fantastic. I think there ever has been. It's when he, um, what is it? He's been outside in the cold and he's been frozen. He's been frozen for hundreds of millions of years. Yeah. His head movements are just precise, as if he's a robot. And like some of that is CGI, but Spielberg yeah, but... did say he has to, still has to move like that. Yeah. And then obviously refine it and make it look really good in the CGI, but... Yeah. For the most part, it's just him. There's like a heartbreaking film as well, because obviously oh, you know God, what happens yeah. with the son, but when he first turns up, like you feel bad for him, even though he's a robot, and she's just like, um, I don't want this, but obviously once they activate him, and it's like, oh, keep him forever. But you know, the real son 
<clears throat> we watched it recently because mm. we did a Kubrick season. Oh, yeah. And even though it's a Spielberg film, Kubrick did all the pre-treatment for it. Oh, right. I didn't had, know that. He'd wanted to make the film since the 80s, but thought thought, thought special effects wasn't good enough yet. Yeah, I would have. I think he'd made the right choice. And then like a year before uh, Kubrick died, he gifted it to Spielberg and said, I want, I want you to do it. Yeah. Um. And so, that's that. so we, th- we thought it was honor- an honorary yeah. Spielberg, uh, honorary Kubrick. So we watched it. Mm. Uh, and it's a film that's... Uh, Stuck with me a lot mm. since my, since I watched it as a kid. Yeah, me but too. But we never know. I never noticed before because he didn't exist. But the real child, yeah, looks just like Shkreli. He's like a, I can't remember what the name of the actor is, but when he's a kid, he looks like a you know Shkreli, the guy who bought all the AIDS medication and then jacked the price oh, up five hundred percent. Oh, and got the Wu Tang album album. And because album. he's. And because he's a twat, it made the film even better. Oh, yeah, like, because the kid, the kid's a little prat in the film. Yeah. Like, when he, what is it? He pushes him in the pool. And he, no, the, the other kids push him in the pool. And then he holds, because they try and stab him with the knife, don't they? Because he's yeah, a robot. Yeah, yeah. And then he grabs hold of his brother and they both fall in. Yeah, that and was it. And the parents it. grab him out, but not the robot kid. Yeah. Oh, it's so... <laughs> I just can't. Like the very end where he's like, I'm, I'm going to finally go to and he sleep. Go, and he goes and to dream. sleep. And, oh. and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> breaks my heart. And then obviously you've got Jude Law in it, which he's in a lot of things anyway, but he's he's really he's good. He's really good in that because, as this lover robot. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Joe, what do you know? Hey, Joe, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's so good in it. There was, what did I watch once? Right, don't know Oh no, I do know why we watched it. Back in year ten, we watched a film. Also had Jude Law in it. Yeah. Um, we watched it for RE because we were on about um the moral implications of being able to choose your genetics and everything. Yeah. Because that that's still a slightly ongoing conversation. As in choosing your genetics or choosing your your child's. child's. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a what what are the, what do they call them? The media have a, have a phrase for them, don't they? Yeah. Uh, designer. Desi- designer yeah. babies. Designer babies, exactly. Yeah, the film all based around that, and I can't remember what it's like called, inter intergalactic or something. I'm just quickly gonna look it up, it, and it's in terms of reality for that though. While you're looking it up, yeah. I think with stuff like that, the only acceptable thing with that is um getting rid of uh like genetic diseases and family traits like yeah. that. Yeah. It's the only thing you should be allowed to do. Yeah. Is to be like, oh, my family has a high risk of heart disease. Yeah, exactly. And then they can take if that. You can take that out, know. then that's absolutely That's fine. fine. But none of this, oh, I want him to have bright blue eyes yeah, and blonde hair. And I mean... Look really Aryan for some reason my mind went to. Yeah, well, that's, I don't even know, like... Because we all, we all have insecurities. We all have things that we don't like about ourselves. But most of the time, you will find that when you ask your friends and families about your most distinguishing features, they'll tell you something that you don't like about yourself. Yeah. And so if that's just always going to be the case anyway, then what's the point in then designing your child? Because... It ju- and it'll just create a massive class divide. Yeah. Where all the... Yeah, all the good-looking people are rich, and then yeah, yeah all the normal-looking people, which are... is already a thing anyway. Because obviously, oh, if if you can afford to get your teeth white, have really you seen bright Boris Johnson? And... He's hardly. Yeah, but I think that's obviously then personal opinion. It's about how much you really care about you, how people perceive you and your yeah. appearance. Like, because for me, like, I'm all for natural looks and you know be, being yeah. yourself but there are obviously some parts that i do try to control like such as weight or you know the fact that 
I should have kept wearing my retainer, which I'm really annoyed about, so I do want to get Invisalign again at some point. But other than that, I'm not too bothered. Although I was born with something, like, on my face, and I got that removed, like, only, like, two years ago. But every time someone noticed it, like... To be fair, they either thought it was fine or that I looked like I'd been punched in the face, which I don't really know if that was a great thing. I don't know, it depends if you kept going, oh, you should see the other guy. Sometimes I messed with that, sometimes I made up stupid stories about it, but it was... I suppose, actually, yeah, that one did affect me, because on the odd occasion you'd get someone they'd be like, oh, that's really weird, and I'm like, yeah, thanks, it's on my face, not like I care about it or anything. I hate that phrase, because I understand why people say it, which yeah. makes me hate even more because it's it seems to be just a natural phrase in English that comes with yeah, something done. Yeah, it mean you know. like strange, like oh that's out of the ordinary, yeah. but it comes across oh, as oh, different, that's weird. Or, yeah. and then I'm just like, you're not doing me any favors here. Like I'm already aware it exists. It's like, but yeah, like people when they've got those um, maybe like two eyes that are different colors or oh, those an are eye. Awesome. That, yeah, and it's like that's that's the correct way to be doing. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm going, oh, that's weird. Even though it is weird, because yeah. by the definition of the word, that's what it means. But... Exactly, yeah, but now it has negative connotations. Exactly. exactly. It's like... The only way you get away with that is by saying, that's weird, I love weird stuff. Yeah, exactly. You've got to follow it up with a positive, like, a positive after, otherwise, yeah, you completely wreck it. Like, when you're talking about personality and you're in your friendship group yeah. and it's, like, a friend... I, I I get it fairly often. Someone in the friendship group will be like, it was happening last night, like, you know, oh, you're weird. But then it's like, but I only like weird people. And then yeah. there's that reaffirmation afterwards. But, yeah, when you get those people, like, from, like, back in uni or high school or whatever and they're like, you're weird. And it just stops and you're like, screw you too. I don't but, care. <laughs> but you then you find out those are the people who are still living two miles away from where they were born and mm. just get a wife and a kid and a job and a... Oh, yeah. Well, this is the thing. The way I saw it was the people that called me weird in school. I'd watch them do things and then in turn I would see what or hear about what they'd done and be like, that's weird. That's really like, weird. Like, I wouldn't do that and I'm weird. So then it's obviously completely subjective. Oh, yeah. Because then you're like, okay, my weirdness is like bad weird to them, but their normality is weird to me, or them being weird but is just a little whole, bit. There's that whole thing of there is no normal, is there? We're there all is, weird. Yeah. Everybody does weird stuff. No yeah, one's, exactly. No one's perfect. No, definitely not. And that's, I was about to say I pride myself on that. I don't pride myself on that. It's just always the little bit of leeway I give myself. That yeah. Nobody's perfect. And there are going to be times in my life I'm going to have to, apologize and i'm gonna have to be like yeah that was a really stupid idea but you live and you learn kind of thing yeah but in terms of like yeah normality yeah that everyone has their little quirks and it's like and the world will be such a boring place if yeah no exactly one had any quirks exactly it's like when you watch kind of like rich people and they'll attend like a ball or something and what they're wearing is just really outrageous and it's supposed to be artistic but i'll instead be looking at it i'm like who paid you to get that designed? <laughs> like, or how much did awful. you pay for that design? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was. I feel awful because obviously for these actors and actresses, it's a prestigious thing. But um, you know, Chloe Grace Moretz, hey yes. girl. Yeah, I'm a fan of hers. I think she's a really great actress. I just enjoy things that she's mm -hmm. been in, and she's been inducted into is I think it's the Louis Vuitton family. And she's got, she's had this really artistic photo shoot. So like a, shoot. a sponsorship with Louis Vuitton. Yeah, yeah. So she, so any red carpet she goes to in the future, she'll be like. Possibly that, yeah. yeah. But obviously, just the advertising campaign. I think you have to get invited into it. Obviously, you can't just like 
it's the same with like cover girl you get invited to be a cover girl and it's an honor and everything and you know it was an it, the photo itself was really great she had like kind of this slick gel hair but it just looked slightly dirty but not dirty you know what i mean it was purposeful the way they designed the hair yeah but the act i'll find the picture for you the actual frock that she was wearing i thought it was awful <laughs> like the design on it i just i just couldn't fathom at all and it made me feel bad to think like that, but also I was just like, well, if I was ever in that position, I personally wouldn't go for it. Well, you would. No. No, you would, because how much will they have paid her for this? Well, okay, yeah, but okay. So you're going to wear I, I gonna wear my pretty comment, much... I'm going to rephrase, everyday life, not that you'd yes. wear that out every day, it would, but... if they gave me it, it would be getting put in the back of the wardrobe or sold. Ebayed, yeah, immediate, Ebayed. immediately, secretly Ebayed. under a different name. Yeah. So when they're like, "Oh, do you still have that dress we gave you?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't know. It's probably Thomas somewhere. Hamlin." To- Thomas, ha- oh yeah, Thomas Hamlin is selling a uh, yeah. thirty grand Louis Vuitton bag <laughs> along with <laughs> a shoulder shawl thing. But yeah, going back to um, when we were on about mm. the genetic things, the film with Jude Law in it is yes. called Gattaca. And I forgot who else was in it, but it's also Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. Ah. Yeah. So the thing is that this, uh, who Ethan Hawke plays hasn't been designed. And because he, it it takes it a step further, if I remember, like I said, it's like nearly 10 years since I watched it. Oh God. Is that the cloning um, one? I think so. With the dots under their eyes. Am I thinking of a different film? Yeah, and he has to hide it. He has and to... it turns out that... But it's a painful spoiler... process every day. Spoilers team, uh, in case you haven't seen this film, it's over a decade old. But the the whole thing that he's... It turns out he's a clone. Yeah. And he's not the original. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and he has to hide it. But it's a painful that... process. He has to like... It's something like he actually has to stitch over it or something every day. And something like he, that, um, yeah. He destroys his fingerprints every day because they trace things. But yeah, they, they take it a step further. It's kind of like the... Is it like Logan's Run, whereby it's not just that if you're not designed, you're not welcome into that class of society. I think it's like if you're not designed, you die by 30 or something. Like it takes it like one step much further. (laughs) But I remember watching it and being absolutely fascinated because the thing that got me thinking about Jude Law and his performance is also, spoiler alert, what is it? He's a silver Olympic medalist and then he's in a wheelchair and he, there's a furnace. The football player. Oh, is he a football player? Well, I thought it was Olympic. I think we're thinking of two different films here. I think we are, because I'm pretty sure he's an Olympic medalist of whatever sport, and that, but he ends up in a wheelchair f- for the film, obviously, and they've got this furnace, which they've been using to burn Ethan Hawke's DNA or whatever so that he doesn't get caught. And at the end of the film, Jude Law just like rolls himself into the furnace... It's, like, really deep and really upsetting, to be honest. But I just remember watching it because I was just like, wow, that that was uh, heavy. No, this is... uh, I'm thinking of a different film. I don't know what film I'm thinking The thing is, what you described is similar. He has to hide some sort of trait. Woman, it was the one that... I've seen that, though. He thinks he's real, but he ends up being the clone. That... The Sixth Day, because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, not... Oh, The Sixth Day. I'm pretty sure this is it. 
Yeah, because they loved doing stuff like that back then. I forgot then. it was Schwarzenegger. I know, I remember seeing The Sixth Day with my dad mm. and loved it. So it was a great film. But it really freaked me out because I went to the bathroom and I was brushing my teeth before I got to bed. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if I'm a... And then pull my eyelid down and just my overactive imagination, I just saw two dots. And just like, <laughs> holy shit, I'm a clone. <laughs> what is this? It gets you though, like... um. I was telling some of the other guys the other day that it was only Christmas Day that I watched um, Blade Runner for the first time. Still never seen it myself. Oh, always. Oh, every single film. Right, today, what have I said to you? I've said Blade Runner. I've said Fifth Element. Yeah, Heathers. I've, I've said Heathers. Dead Snow. Dead Snow. All these things I would have thought you'd have watched, but obviously you've explained it with the TV thing. But anyway, yeah, um, similar kind of thing, except they're called Replicants. Yeah. Um. But some of the like they're trying to get rid of them because it's kind of like a... they're almost like hum like humanoids, though, aren't they? Aren't they? Like yeah, robots, yeah. You, you they're harder to tell. They have to have like this massive interview to be able to determine if they're a replicant or not by their emotional responses. But uh, the answers can be really convincing as well. So it, but it's a very similar idea. Um. But they're obviously getting rid of them because they, even though they have only certain shelf life, as it were. Like, some of them start, you know, um, rebelling. Yeah. And then that's obviously where Harrison Ford comes in, because he is a Blade Runner. He goes around. Or is he? Oh, he is. Or is he? Oh, but he is. Or is he, though? Watch the film, Jack! I know. I, I know that's a bit of a thing in it, though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Is he, isn't he, isn't he? Well, cause that's you, another you reason sometimes. why I haven't watched a lot of classic films. I've never seen Sixth Sense, because I know Bruce Willis is a ghost. Yeah, that one just... I feel like that gets spoiled for everyone from birth. It's like yeah. you were born into the world and they're like, Bruce Willis is, is a ghost. ghost. And thing, you're just yeah. like, man, no point me ever watching this film. And then all the great films it's... that Kevin Spacey's the fucking twist in, like oh, we discussed yeah. last week. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's, I don't know, I think I think it's now a trope within films to s- continually spoil The Sixth Sense because they know it's the one film everyone's already... It's been That's spoiled it. It's, it's the one it's, film where you're going to definitely yeah, get away with it. When they watch Fifty First Dates and once again we're back on the Drew Barrymore train and she right. sits here she's like, I can't believe Bruce Willis is a ghost. And it's like, I hadn't seen The Sixth Sense when I watched that film. I was like, no point. Why? <laughs> I was only 10 when I first watched that film. I'm like, there's literally no point in me watching it now. But... The Sixth Sense is weird. Like, it made me freak out for a while because... That's Haley Joel Osment as well, isn't it? It is. Yeah. All coming back around. Which is why he sees Bruce Willis. Yes. If you're watching this, sorry, listening to this, and you hadn't watched The Sixth Sense, we're really sorry because we've just done what everyone else in Hollywood has done. Please do get in touch if this is the first time you've heard that Bruce Willis is a ghost. Because yeah, I would be amazed if anyone's listened to this. As well. And it's that's the first time they've heard of that Bruce Willis is a ghost. 51st Dates is the main example I can think of, but it's been in absolutely so. Just I think everything. Scrubs ruined it at some point. I suppose I the whole Frankie a... Boyle routine where he just goes through a shitload of spoilers and just yeah, rattles yeah, them all off, just... and that's one of them. Exactly, exactly. So it's. But yeah, that one. What we're on about now? Ghosts. Uh, no. Go back to it. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. How did we get to Sixth Sense? Uh, Haley Joel Osment. No, no. It was it was uh, Blade Runner. Re- replicant. But is he a replicant? Harrison Ford. Replicant. Spoiler. Sorry, replicant. Not like Republican. Uh, but is is he? Is a, he a Republican? Is he a Republican? Is he not? Spoilers. Bruce Willis's ghost. Sixth Sense. Yeah. Fifty yeah. first dates. Yes. Well, there was something else I was going to... Oh, no, I went back onto The Sixth Sense. It, it irked me because I've never seen it all the way through, 
but I've seen parts and there's one part where um, this child enlists Haley Joel Osment for help. I love how we can't just say A Hayley. child enlists him for help? Yeah, who's, oh, who's right, passed okay. because oh, right. the stepmom poisoned the child. The child was already sick, but then she made the child more sick by poisoning the soup. And I can't lie for like a little while whenever I'd go out to eat, I'd be like looking at it and I'm like, has someone tampered with this? Well, like Once again, I was like <laughs> nine, ten. So you, your mind's allowed yes. to do that at that age. And I was just like, hmm, I don't trust food anymore. <laughs> Until you forget. Yeah, so you forget show. like two days later when your mum gives you beans with little sausages in it. And exactly, you, like, and you're you. like, ah, nah, this is banging, man, it's fine. But no, exactly, it happened um, with loads of films. Truman Show, for so long, I was like, am I being watched? So, to this day, I still wonder, to be honest. What, are we all just actors in your... Yeah, but to be honest, the stage light hasn't fallen from the sky yet, so... A flubber ball did. A flubber basketball came out of the sky. When I was six, seven, yeah, it was a basketball, but it had flubber branded, written on branded it. Branded with flubber. It was flubber. a branded. Ah. I've never seen one since. Had never seen one before that, and it just came out of the sky. The amount of merch <laughs> that some films send is bizarre. I know. Cinema. Like when I worked, used to work at the cinema. Yeah. Used to do a quiz. Like every month, there'd be a film quiz, and it actually get quite full at the bar. Anyway, mm. we uh, <laughs> and. Uh, and a lot of the prizes, like he, the guy who ran the quiz, he'd get a budget and he'd go out and he'd buy some Blu-rays, some posters, oh, yeah. go down to HMV, and they'd do him a deal because it was works in the same shopping centre. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. Uh, but also, we get all the free shit that the films that were coming out sent. But it was like, do you remember the film Krampus that came out a couple, oh, yeah. few years ago? We had so much merchandise for that, and nobody wanted it because it was like, if you won, you got first dibs, second got second dibs, yeah. they got the of all these like fifteen prizes, so yeah. you could pick whatever you wanted. Um, and yeah, that was left. That was the entire time I worked there. That bag is like a, a drawstring bag and a t-shirt. I no mean, one wanted it. I... we had. I had a huge like, uh, oh god, how big? Must have been fifteen foot banner of the Krampus, <laughs> which we just turned into a carpet for our living room. Oh yeah. Because then at the end of the tenancy, we just picked it up, shoved it in the bin. Yeah, I see. That's <laughs> clean floor. Exactly. See, that's a good idea. But yeah, if. If someone came up to me and was like, oh, you've won a load of compass merch, I'd be like, nah, you can keep it, to be honest. I don't want that. See, the th- thing is, so the Krampus, bef- uh, there is a independent film called Krampus that came out a few years ago. Mm. And uh, my friend Charlie was going to go watch the new one, but he wanted to watch the old one first. So he watched it and then put on Twitter that he'd watched it and the director of the old one got in touch with him and was like, oh my God, thank you for watching my film and talking about it. And then he sent a load of his merch over. <laughs> We had so much Krampus merch. I've not seen either of the films, but I had just so much Krampus merch in the house. Two different Krampus eras. You just full the Krampus. to the brim. The Krampus. Now, of all the stuff, you'd want it to be a decent film. Like, I'd want a load of Deadpool merch, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, just merch in general, I'm not too big of a fan of. It depends what it is. To I, find, I find that people would make a massive assumption of you if you went out with like, a Deadpool bag or... Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing, or... yeah, like... So when I was much younger as a teenager, I used to obviously don the band t-shirts and everything yeah. like that. And I wear band nothing of the Band t-shirts are a little anymore. bit different. They are, but I genuinely wear nothing of the sort anymore. I just wear normal clothes because... Will you wear a band t-shirt if you're going to see that band? Yeah, and that's the only occasion yeah. I wear it. Like, unless I'm going to bed, like, I'll sleep in them instead. Pajama tops, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, I just kind of got to a point and then I realised when I was looking at other people, I was like... 
yeah, making weird, neither good nor bad, just yeah. an assumption. It was so weird. And then I was like, to be honest, Banty's weird fits anyway. Like, they've always got really high necks, and I don't like that. I so. bought, um, I have only two, well, I have two Banty shirts that I actually want, and mm. then one that I didn't know was a Banty shirt until years later. Yeah. Um, but I've got a, a flame gorilla one, mm. which I'll be wearing tonight because I'm gonna go see them. Now. Oh, that's tonight. Yeah. Uh, so that's good, fine, dandy, and it's a nice t-shirt. I will, I will just wear that normally. Yeah. I've got a Paul's one, which I wanted a medium. I had no medium, and I thought maybe I could do a small. <laughs> no, I could just, just get into it now. Look and at these after... beautiful extra parts. Yeah. That's after like a year of. You know, working losing out, weight and yeah. working out, I could finally just fit into it. But yeah. It's still tight. And then I've got a REM one yeah. that I didn't know was an REM one because it just says Bingo Handjob on it. Oh right, okay. And yeah. that was apparently a name they performed under like once. Oh right, in Oxford once. In, wow, like, the I didn't 80s. know that. That's interesting. And neither did I, which makes me think I've stolen it off a really diehard REM fan. And, Maybe. And now they're missing it. Until they're... I had that T-shirt. I went to that gig. That was my memento of that gig. I oh. proposed to my wife at that gig. Um, yeah, I think I'd wear more stuff if it was a bit more abstract, to be honest. I, like... I think I go for, I, I buy clothes that artists have made, not the band merch. I like band merch, yeah, like you say, that's not explicitly. Uh, yeah. It might be like a t-shirt where, for me to look at it, it's just a t-shirt, but if someone who else is a band, yeah, a fan exactly. of the band, they'd be like, oh, I get it. I get exactly. the little inside yeah. reference to it. But I'm like into a certain cut of t-shirt at the moment, and they this just never what fruit of the loom isn't doing it for you no and they never have they're always too thick as well thick right thickness of clothing is such a problem because even if you're of a slim frame or you keep in shape or whatever else if the clothing you are wearing is thick it never makes you look good never uh, i don't know i feel like or at yeah, least in my case I feel like you should go if you're going thick you should go baggy as well Mm. Because then, see, everybody then, goes, yeah, can, everybody goes, then everybody goes. Everybody goes. Oh, pass that off. oh it's, it's baggy, so it's you don't really. It's oversized, yeah. exactly. Then that's a, 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 you know, a trend. But back in the day when I was getting the band t-shirts, it was like I must buy the size I am. And so I remember looking back at these t-shirts and knowing that they were like really thick material, like fruit of the loom type things. Yeah. And then when I look back at it, I'm just like, not flattering, <laughs> not whatsoever. <laughs> so I, I jumped that ship a long time ago. I don't dress like the music I listen to anymore. No, which you don't. It, And that's the thing. Now, I get that thing. Like, I'll meet someone, like, when I started working at Curry's, I was just walk, uh, talking to one of the other employees Yeah. and started reeling off a load of pop-punk bands that I listen to and love and everything like that, like Blink and a Day to Remember and everything yeah. like that. And he was like, I wouldn't have expected it from you. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I didn't know you listened to that. And I'm like... You don't know anything about me. One of my best like, friends at uni, Josh, he dresses like, oh, you know, I don't think he'll mind me saying this because I called him it all the time. He dressed like a proper road man. No, oh, yeah. not a proper road. In fact, no, I'm going to I'm gonna rephrase that, actually, because I think that phrase has changed. Can't take it back. It's been recorded. And I think Jack. that phrase has changed since we first started using yeah. it. Because uh, now, now when I say road man, I'm imagining like trackies and shell suits and yeah. chava. Yeah. Which is not what I originally meant it as. I meant it as like towny in a way mm. like you know he'd have he worked at super dry so he had all the latest yeah. clothes on snapbacks you know and he had like the proper nike with yeah, the yeah. with the air pockets or whatever but yeah he was the biggest metalhead i've ever met yeah, like bigger than anyone that lives up here like he just absolutely it's, adores it's it for years because of 
like I mean in our cert whoops you hit yours I've now hit mine um for years because we were in those circles and we did dress like the bands we listened to I thought for so long it would just be like blasphemous to wear anything else like if 13 14 year old me was looking at me now wearing well I mean naturally I'm wearing a hurley jumper so that's not too bad but an adidas beanie with some nike trainers she'd be like what the hell is this son Where'd this come from? And I'd obviously have to look back and be like, look, you need to stop wearing what you're wearing right now because you're going to regret it. But I thought it was like, when I realised that other people from my group were like, oh, I've got these Adidas trainers. Like, my first thought was, we're allowed to do that. We're allowed to wear things other than Converse and Vans. See, I... like, and now it's such a stupid thing to think. I, I realised that. Yeah. But back when I was a teenager, I was like boxed in. I was like, I have to dress a certain way, otherwise I'm being disrespectful to my musical yeah. tastes or whatever, which, I mean, you know, is absurd. I never really got new clothes when I was a kid because I got a lot of hand-me-downs from my older cousins. Mm. And I thought you were going to say your sister for some reason. From my younger sister, yes. From younger sister. Uh, and then also, whenever my mum would go shopping, she would just... Because I, I hate shopping. I absolutely detest. like Especially food shopping, that's fine, because you yeah, have to yeah. do that. Clothes shopping, I hate it so much. Um, so she'd just go without me, go to Debenhams, yeah. and she'd spend like 200 quid on clothes for me. For me to pick a few items out, she'd take the rest back. Yeah, yeah. And I'd just, I'd just send them all back. Because she just <laughs> did not understand. Because I, mean, I uh, just... I'd, I'd make a snap the judgment on any bit of clothing, even if she'd go, oh, no, it makes you look really nice. I'd be like, yeah. nope, not having it. <laughs> take it back, take it back. Shall almost go. And so that's why I, I developed my own kind of weird style that I've never mm. really grown out of. Which yeah. is just jeans and a t-shirt. Oh, but it's classic. 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 Look. Right. Well, we're coming up to the to the end. Should we review? We can review. It's been an hour already. Yeah. Oh, it breaks my heart every time we come to the end so of an episode. Episode, uh, tres. Tres. Started off with nicknames. Yes. Old Rambo over uh, here. Ram- Rambo. Yeah. Rambo and Stevo. Rambo and Stevo. Hey, that. That could have been the name if could we weren't fine young millennials. Uh, then we started, uh, of course, with Etienne Zamboniama. Oh, we moved on from that real and quick. Rwandan... I've forgotten about that. As soon as the Rwandan genocide was mentioned, we moved on heavily to Nazis. <laughs> of course we did. And then I started a, a whole thing which really went all the way through about films. Yeah, it was very So we started filmic. talking about Nazi films. Like, uh, we had Dead Snow. Yeah. Then we talked about communism. Then we had a brief foray into Nixon. Oh, yeah. And the Pepsi and Coke thing. And then Watergate. And that's when we really got onto the film. Yes, it uh, is. Then we're oh, yeah. Films. And that was the other film that I thought for sure you'd have watched. And yes. you haven't. To be honest, it's boring. So if you miss it out, I mean, I yeah, I was surprised that you thought I would have watched a film about Watergate from the 70s. Because, I, like I said, I thought that you were just, I'd like this film head. But you're not. No, not as much as people think. No, see. Uh,. Uh, TV slash Netflix, Stranger Things. We talked about that for quite a bit, and then it went went to eighties films. Yep. Uh, Heather's was your favorite. Did you say one of? One of, yeah. yeah. I th- I'd have to really sit and think about what my favorite is, but it's definitely up there. Up there, and uh, mine is Blues Brothers because it's just mm. one of my favorite films of all time. Anyway, ET, something like that. Child actors in general, mm. and how I think we're both. We've kind of come to the conclusion that Haley Jawsman is the greatest child actor. Of Pretty all time. much, yeah. He- Oh, never felt to impress. No, no, never. I can't think of a film where I've gone, oh, you could It's so weird to think as well. Like, you've probably seen his sister and stuff, but I don't know if she's in stuff anymore. She was the best friend in Hannah Montana. 
Oh, is that her? Emily no, as soon as you said Emily it now, Osmond. they look almost exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, they do. But it was just like, it was so weird because she became partial Disney kid, but he was like a Hollywood staple. Yeah. Like, completely different, really. Uh, or like Jonathan Lipnicki. Oh, yeah. I thought he existed. What was he, he in? He was in Richie Rich, wasn't he? No, he Richie... Richie Rich is Macaulay Culkin. Jonathan Lipnicki was Stuart Little. That was, he was Stuart Little. <laughs> yeah, and then he disappeared off the face of the earth, and then he was the meme, like, he's been working out, look at what Jonathan Lipnicki looks like now. And to be fair, he's, he's done yeah. well. Uh, because that we were talking about AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, a film that affected me deeply as a child. Me too. And I watched recently, kind of... Re- dreading it in a way yeah. you know when you haven't seen a film for years and, and you're, you're like am i gonna like it or am i not and you're like i really don't want to hate this film because in the back of my head i've been loving this film for years i did yeah do you know what quickly before we end go on, go on. um massive seth mcfarlane fan mm-hmm. loved the ted film well ted one is obviously better than ted two but i liked both i like family guy etc and then i don't know if you remember he came out with another film that was an all-star cast has 50 ways to die in the west a million, ways, million ways to, to die, die in, in the west. west yeah neil patrick harris amanda Seyfried, um Charlie Pretty much Theron, any, any Hollywood everyone. actor would yeah. made at least and a then cameo in it. This is the thing. Like, I started watching it the other day and I got half an hour in and I will finish it because I bought the damn thing thinking I'd like <laughs> it. And I remember when I first watched it and I was like, ha, this is hilarious. And I was watching it the other day and I was like, it's just so awkward. It is a little bit. Like, it's, it seemed to me when I watched it, it was more a load of sketches. It is. Sort of yeah, tried to be fused I mean, together. To be honest, if I'm being completely honest, I've never been a massive fan of, like, as they say, toilet humour and whatever else. Yeah. That always makes me cringe and not in the ha-ha ways and the, oh, no. Like, I'm Stop still wearing my about skin it. thing. Yeah. Um, and it's full of that within the first half an hour. And I was like, oh, no. So I'm going to get through the rest of it, but I'm quite worried. And that's an example of that. I used mm. to, first time I watched it in the cinema, I thought it was great. Revisiting it, like, five years on, I'm like, <laughs> So we'll see. Uh, designer babies. Oh yeah, about. designer babs. Uh, weirdness in general. Uh, celebrity dresses. Oh yeah. And then we're on a huge film run there with Gattaca, Sixth Day, Blade Runner, Fifty First Date, Sixth Sense, Krampus. And then we went on to merch, band T-shirts, and then dressing like the music you like. Yes. Wow. Which uh, less and less people do because we undress how they want and listen to what they want exactly. and watch what they want. Exactly. And it's not like a big. Said. It's not a big statement anymore. Like a dressing no. like a punk was. Yeah, it's it's getting phased out definitely. Like you'll see people turn up at gigs like dressed like how I am now, and you know you'll see them lining up, and you're like, I wouldn't have taken yeah. for a person to be at this gig, but like I say, I can't say that anymore because currently wearing stuff that I wouldn't have worn ten years ago. So, but I'm comfortable. That's the main thing. Exactly. Any any last words for the listeners before we? Say arrivederci. Uh, arrivederci. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. I've really loved talking about film, to be honest. Yes, it's been It good. will probably crop up in future episodes as well, because yes. I feel like there is, even though you said you're not a connoisseur, neither am I, it is a, a staple of both of our interests. So it'll yes. probably come up in some other fashion. Oh, definitely um, so. Don't commit genocide. That's bad. Please don't. Please, if, if, if you've been thinking about it for some odd reason, just put it to the back of your head and uh, forget about it. Just, yeah, just... Squash it down. Just push Squash it, it down. deep down, real deep down. Internalising is not always a great thing, but if that's what you're internalising, <laughs> do it. Um, but no, we will see you next week. And as yes. Jack said, get in touch with us once you know how to get in touch with us. Yes, we'll we'll have to yet. sort that out. It's going to have to be on the website soon. Anyway.